0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Millennial Catholic. I am your host, Andrew Miller, along with this man across the table from me, Father Scott. It's good to be here. Is it? Yes. Yes, it is. So uh, you nearly dropped the ciborium today. Um, Oh, I had the yips. You had the yips. I had the yips. What what happened? Please.
1: Oh, I didn't get much sleep last night. Oh, I was just tossing and turning. I don't know why. Um, It was a busy day yesterday. Oh, Saturday was crazy. That is all I can say.
0: Yes. Yes. So I was sitting in mass this morning watching you almost drop the mm-hmm. Uh But there are a lot of weird things that we do. Yes. In terms of just prayer during mass, little things we like, we, we bow at random times. Yes. We, we you know, Cross our forehead, our mouth, and our our heart. When yes, you know we're talking when the gospel was read. Why do we do these things?
1: Oh, this is good. I I was just talking to a woman. I was um, uh, she's she's from a, a communist country, and she know she didn't know she's interested in becoming Catholic, and bringing her whole family in. I just did this a few hours ago, and she was um. And I said, okay, well, let me give you a blessing. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And she just sat there. And I go, ooh, this will be our first lesson in the ways of the force. So, and I I traced the, showed her how to do the sign of the cross. Why do we do that? Yes. It's because your whole body is about to be engaged in worship. So you cross your body, you know, in the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, Amen. So in the name of the cross, you're, you're marking yourself for worship before the Catholic calisthenics begin. Yes. And then there is standing, and then there is sitting, Sing. and there's kneeling. Uh, the, the three bodily postures uh, are done during three times in the Mass. Uh, one stands when one prays, one sits when one listens, and one kneels when the majesty of God is doing something. So you'll see you're standing, when a priest says, let us pray. It was like, oh, okay. That means time, we stand.
0: It's time to stand up.
1: Right? Yes. Or I'll say before we give uh we start the, you could pray brothers and sisters that my sacrifice and yours and everybody stands up. Uh, and so we always stand when we're about to pray. That's the posture for prayer in the mass. Then uh, we sit when we listen to the word of God. It's interesting in other traditions, they stand for the whole mass. There are no pews. There is no place to sit. Um, However, uh, then we kneel when God is doing something. So uh, what I'll usually say at a funeral when no one has any idea what they're doing, I'll say, uh, please kneel as the bread and the wine become the body and blood of Christ. This is the purpose of kneeling at that point because we kneel at the Eucharistic prayer because at the Eucharistic prayer, the bread and the wine become the body and blood of Christ and a divine action is taking place, which is this, this, this Eucharistic transformation.
0: So, why do we stand for the gospel? Mm -hmm. Are we not listening to the gospel?
1: This is a great question. In a way, it is being proclaimed. Right. So, in the old rite, um, this is very interesting. In the old rite, the gospel was proclaimed to the liturgical north, towards the pagans. So, it used to be the mass was celebrated ad orientum, which means to the east. So everybody would be behind the priest facing towards the rising sun to worship the creator in the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, That's nice. But the gospel is usually proclaimed then to the left, uh, facing with the audience face where the priest and the people are facing to the east. To the left, they would actually proclaim the gospel uh, symbolically to the north. So it's... uh, it's standing is the mode of proclamation, so that could be part of the reason. Um, it's due to the dignity of the gospel; it, it causes people to stand. Um, so, yeah, the sitting is more of a modern invention with the invention of pews. It used to be at the old mass, you wouldn't you would only kneel or stand <laughs> because there were no seats.
0: So, the deacon. Or the priest. Yes. Will take the, the book of the Gospels. Correct. Process it around the altar. Correct. And open it up. Yes. And say, the the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Uh, reading from reading the, from Holy the Holy Gospel, gospel according, according to, to... Scott.
1: No, John. Because <laughs> Scott... You have me. not
0: written a gospel.
1: I'm good working on it.
0: It's going to be a of- <laughs> Oh, totally. <laughs> okay, good. I have many thoughts. Um, But then he... Traces across on the, the text, correct, yeah, and then while he is doing that the the people in the congregation
1: well, I trace well, it when I say a holy gospel according to John right I'm, I'm tracing it in the in the text. and then uh, I do with the people uh, a whole, the reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Uh, glory to you, O oh Lord, and then I do the forehead, the lips, and the heart
0: why do we why do we do that?
1: so the Lord may be on your mind and on your lips and in your heart.
0: is that really important though?
1: yes, it is uh you need to have the Lord in your mind and on your lips and in your heart mm-hmm. but,
0: but why because
1: that's what you're supposed to do uh uh i I think it's um. <laughs> It's, it's just where he's supposed to be. So it's um, that, and maybe that's why we're standing at that point because we're saying, okay, God is in my mind. The Lord is in my mind. Uh, and I'm, pro- I'm proclaiming him with my lips. And I am also believe what the words are saying in my heart. And that's
0: nice. And then we all sit and listen yeah. to you drone on about something unimportant.
1: True. True. What I do is then I break open the word of God with incredible wisdom, knowledge, and counsel. And the people begin to weep from the wisdom which has reached their pagan ears. And well, not pagan, because these are the initiated. Um, and then we progress to the the liturgy of the Eucharist. So, but the whole point is you're breaking like as you break open the bread, you break open the word. So you may have be more easily to easily consumed for you. I imagine a little mother bird regurgitating her knowledge into the gaping mouths of her children.
0: So are you the mother bird in this Yes, instance? and I'm
1: vomiting my wisdom.
0: <laughs> yes, that's disturbing. You Very.
1: <laughs> I try to keep things interesting.
0: Is, is this because of your birds that you had out in the oh, front porch? Oh, my birds. They're gone. Are they? Yes.
1: They're no more. I didn't kill them, but they were evicted. Okay. They may come back in greater number. I fear these things. Yes, I have strange dreams too. About many strange things.
0: Maybe you should just watch Alfred hiscox the birds and make look, yourself feel true. better.
1: That's true. That's a scary movie.
0: So, when you're breaking open to the word of God, as you like to put it, mm-hmm. and you look out upon the people,
1: I don't really look at the people.
0: I know you close your eyes mostly.
1: How do you notice that? Yeah, I'm trying to keep my head on straight.
0: I mean, I sat there and looked at like was sitting this far away from you for
1: eight months. True, 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 doing the live stream. Yes. No, it's hard for me to, with all the chaos of the people of God, it's hard to keep my head on straight.
0: So, I mean, you gotta open your eyes every once in a while to make it look like you're actually looking at these people.
1: Yeah, but I try not to.
0: Yeah, so you look over their heads. That's true, actually. You see much. I do see much from where I sit. I'm a little nervous about what you can see. Why are you nervous about Ah, this? Because my
1: tricks are being revealed. Hmm. Hmm. Well, very well. Uh, so, yeah, you try to open up the Word of God. You tell people what they need to hear. You think they need to hear. Well, actually, I don't care what people need to hear. I just, I just think, what's this word trying to share with me? And then I just share it with everybody else. Uh, and usually, we're all suffering through the same kitten caboodle. Right. So, so they, um, so they, so what I have to say occasionally is relevant. Occasionally, yes.
0: I mean. What is relevant to you is not necessarily relevant to the people. Well, that's the truth. Because you do not live with the people.
1: Well, I do somewhat, but not a lot. Not like a
0: a deacon does. Correct. Okay, so, so so here's the question. How do you know if a homily is actually getting to somebody, is actually resonating with people?
1: Why would I think that it's important?
0: Why would you not? <laughs> That's a great
1: follow-up. So yeah, um, I I guess the 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 focus of Catholic Mass is actually not the homily;
0: it's it's the it's, it's
1: this Eucharistic sacrifice. But so, during
0: the live stream era,
1: oh yeah, yes, which is why it was such an abomination.
0: Yes, yes, it was very important.
1: Yes, because that was the only means, the the ministry of the word was the only means of really communicating with people because the liturgy, the ministry of the Eucharist really, so we have a spiritual communion. That's okay. But the whole idea of watching this on a screen, uh, is, is really abnormal. Um, now if you're stuck in a hospital and, uh, that's all you can do. But the idea of the liturgy of the Eucharist on a screen, it's like, well, let's just zoom into the upper room and supposed to hang out with, it's just, there's so much, The idea of trying to do this without presence is is so uh, contrary to, now, I guess people would say the technology helps us become more present. Um, but there's something, Jesus could have saved himself a lot of heartache if he just Skyped in from heaven as opposed to coming down here and getting himself crucified. Uh, There's something about the importance of, of presence in our religion, which is, which is crucial. Christmas matters, right? because Easter matters yes, but in my argumentation here Christmas matters because it's where Jesus becomes present uh in the world right so um, he becomes present in the womb of Mary in the world at the Annunciation but the presence of God is crucial um in, in that's the whole basis of this Christian thing that it might be on earth as it is in heaven and the way it becomes on earth as it is in heaven is by God making Himself present here, uh, as opposed to not. So goes God goes from being, uh, in a way, absent to being present in the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Th- this is going to get me on a fired up uh, spicy meatball because okay. I think where where people people and back to your God is on my mind and on my lips and in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, there needs to be a recognized absence. Because what people like to conflate today, well, God is everywhere. We, we like pantheism. That's why right. we worship Pachimama. Ha-ha. It's an insider baseball joke.
0: Yeah, it's a very inside Catholic baseball <laughs> joke. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, but but uh, we should not worship idols or Pachimama. Because we, we don't worship, we, we don't say um, that God appears somewhere in the history of our world in Jerusalem, in, in the Holy Land. Uh, during the time of Christ, his presence matters. So before Christmas, uh, God was in a way, was more absence than God was after Christmas. People don't like to say that because people don't like to put too much value on Jesus in today's age. We try to do things without
0: Jesus. Yes. Yes. We have the internet. Why do we need Jesus? Correct. Well, we have the we internet. Have, we have modern science and technology. Well, if you
1: listen to how people talk, they're like, "Well, yeah, I've got a, I've got a good relationship with God," and so if you don't need, if you don't need Jesus, you don't need church. If you don't need it, so it's it all. The whole purpose of going to church is because this is what Jesus told us to do. To do this in remembrance of Him. To celebrate the Mass in remembrance of Him. And so, uh there's a movement within society today to try to de-emphasize the importance of Jesus so towards a, well, God can be found anywhere. And the purpose of this is to make God an irrelevant concept in our world. So, oh yeah, I can find God anywhere, which means I'm not really looking for him all that hard anywho. So like, we're like, okay, that's great. God can be anywhere, but guess what? He just got born in Bethlehem. Well, I'm not going to go with these three wise men all the way to Bethlehem because I can find him here in Babylon, you know? So there's, 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 this has consequences. Um, but it gets to, it's, I think it gets to the root problem we have right now in the, uh, in the church is, oh, I'm going to get spicy. I think in a lot of ways, it, the big fault of the church is trying to do church without Jesus, and you may say, what does that even mean, Father? How can you do the church without Jesus? Um th- there's there's uh there's a movement away from well, there has been, I think, I think it's shifting in the other direction now, which was um, you know, well, why do we kneel? Why do we stand? Why do we sit? Why do we do all of these different postures? Because we believe that Jesus is becoming present, and therefore we kneel. Um but but and so if you were to ask the average person, well, why do you go to Mass? Oh, it's where my friends are. I love the music, blah, 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 blah. Um, the, the answer off the tip of the tongue should be, well, this is where we encounter Jesus. This is where he is. This is where he becomes really present. Uh, but that can easily become lost uh, in many in many ways. Hmm. hmm. What are you thinking about over there? Oh, uh, yeah, homily. Why uh, Why don't I care? Um, yeah. I, I do and I don't. Uh, I mean, I, I... The person I'm trying to impress in the homily is Jesus, not necessarily the people.
0: But isn't, isn't your word as pastor, mm-hmm. as priest, mm-hmm. potential prophet— Ooh, I like this. Go on. —to bring people closer to God? It should be. So wouldn't it make sense that you should—I'm going to put this in quotes—care. I do care what people think of your homily.
1: I, I do, to but,
0: an extent, I understand. Yeah, there's... You
1: have to have a certain uh, disconnectedness because then they're going to come up after mass and say, I hated your homily. Um, and so you don't want to put, you well, don't want to care. You want to have a, a disinterestedness to a healthy degree, right? So when someone comes up to you and says, father, I love your homily. I just say, I don't care what you think about me. If I, I don't do that. But, but it's, it's, you put your heart on the line. And then when someone whacks you because they didn't like it or something, you, you, uh, you don't want to. You don't want to. Then
0: wanna... you throw your phone into your couch across your house.
1: Yeah, correct, correct, yes. correct. So, uh, yeah, I just want to make sure. Uh, again, the way I construct a homily is I say, "All right, Jesus, what are you trying to say through this scripture?" And then I try to share that with the people. And uh, it's been an interesting problem. A random tangent. Please um, go. I'm going to go really random. I was talking with a, hopefully she's not listening to this, but I, maybe hopefully she is, uh, a, a multi-colored haired person with many a tattoo uh, at a wedding reception the other day. We got in the, talking about Battlestar Galactica, which she rightly noticed was a magnificent piece of work. Uh, but then she said she had a tough time getting into Star Wars, the original movies, especially the first Star Wars episode four. I'm going somewhere yes. with this. Please she, loved, she loved all these other movies like Avengers, where there's a lot of character development over time. Then I got into the Jungian, Jungian psychiatry or architecture or archetypes of, of these characters in Star Wars. She became more interested. But I, I remember t- t- saying unto her, you know, um, the key to that movie is when Luke Skywalker turns off his targeting computer and um, trusts in the, the Force, which is a spiritual thing. Uh, that he trusts, in. He, Skywalker trusts more in the spiritual than the technological, and this was such the crux of the movie. And when it happened in 1977, people applauded. What, what, what? And, and this gets to your homily question: People are not capable of imagining a life without their targeting computer. I speak here of the iPhone.
0: Yes, Pe- I see. people, you, you still have. Oh, the maps directions up. on us. There, good.
1: So they they can't understand. Why anybody would turn the technology off for a time? Because how are you going to get any more data? How are you going to learn anything if you don't have your phone? And, and so here's the point: when, when you're, when you're, how do you preach to a people like that uh, if if that's really the case? You use it
0: with them. This the right here, the phone. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. The podcast is a good is a good indication, but this this is educational, and hopefully it will purge them of their ignorance and error by listening to this podcast but but by the turning
0: other... them off of their iPhones well no
1: no listen to your iPhones obey <laughs> the keep your targeting computer on um but but the point is there needs to if they don't believe that it's possible that they have a soul that can communicate with the communion of the Jedi then how on earth are, it's just it's just not a it's very difficult to to preach to that. The other thing I find difficult with preaching, because everyone's blaming the priests for not being relevant. Well, I'm going to blame them. Uh, is the uh, they don't uh, they 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 come to mass with such an ideological bent now, so they'll be listening to their other podcasts other than the Millennial Catholic, which brings all truth and justice and honor to people's minds. They'll listen to right. these other podcasts and they'll Great. say to themselves, "Okay, how does what Father Scott say says?" uh correspond with the podcast that I'm listening to. And if I don't agree, if he doesn't agree with the podcast that I listen to, then we 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 don't listen to Father Scott. What I would like to do is is immediately uh, launch an EMP. You know what that is? Yes. Yes, elect- electronic magnetic. I
0: worked in po- radio for oh, very good. eight years we of my life. blow
1: out all electrical things and then people come to mass and they'll be like, well, Father Scott is the only voice we can listen to because everything else has been silenced. And that, um, that would be pleasing. But there's, there's too many voices co- competing out there for attention. So, so the only thing you should listen to is Millennial Catholic. And devote yourself to constant study of its wisdom.